You're listening to the MoneyWeb Now podcast series with Simon Brown. Live streamed every weekday at 6.30 a.m. Tuesday, 20 February, local unemployment data due 11.30. I'm Simon Brown, coming at you live and loud from the MoneyWeb offices in Houghton, Johannesburg on the show today. Jimmy Moyaha, we've got a Tocom update, a Northern update, an Anglo-American Platinum results. Tisha Zixka from Foresight, a strong set of numbers from them. And then Viv Govinda. We saw some major developments in artificial intelligence last week and, of course, in video results on Wednesday. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning headlines from MoneyWeb Garden Route. Pig farmers hit by African swine fever outbreak. Small pig farms in George placed under temporary quarantine. Business day, new gas deal to replace Sassel's Urgently needed, says Itatao CEO. Industry is getting nervous as time for new dispensation to be established is only about four months away. Morning markets. U.S. was closed yesterday for President's Day. East is all red. Sydney down 0.2%. Tokyo off 0.1%. Hong Kong down 0.2%. And Tencent off 0.8%. Commodities mostly red. Gold. 2029. On the red is, as in the green is Brent 8347. Platinum 902. Palladium 946. Rand 1897. Bitcoin $51,700. And our top 40 opening call a red open 350 points or half a percent down. MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Chatting now with uh, Jimmy Moyaha. Uh, Jimmy, appreciate the early morning. The, the telecom update, it was just an update. I think more than anything, perhaps the market is looking for uh, uh, details on, on the, the listing of their towers business, SwiftNet. i got to say, I, I, at the same time as reading telecom, I then read the foresight results. I'm chatting with the CEO in a couple of minutes, and I really kept on thinking telecom should be more like foresight, and they patently not. Good morning, Simon. Yeah, I think the telecom update, there wasn't too much uh, to be surprised about in that update. The uh, performance of the company obviously very much in line with expectations at this mm-hmm. stage, um, but coming across slightly flat. I mean, if you think about yeah. um, inflation sort of sitting where it's at, at about five and a half percent, you've got uh, the business's revenues only growing at about two percent. Um, EBITDA up about 7%. So it's not it's not as though they're doing anything exceptional with the business. And you're also, as you rightly mentioned, that SwiftNet business, which has got a healthy EBITDA margin of almost 74%, and revenues were up 4.7% there. Um, still, again, I remember speaking to the uh, group CEO, Sarame, at some point, and he said that their move towards becoming an infrastructure company, uh, part of that is disposal of that, that SwiftNet mm-hmm. business, which is essentially infrastructure. Um, but of course, they want to look at um, next gen revenues and their big focus is on that. Uh, and they're pinning all of that around the likes of their uh, open serve business there. So um, on the numbers side, good that they're maintaining stability. They're not doing anything 
um, surprising there. Um, but yes, the the focal point has to be that SwiftNet uh, announcement, and we keep getting closer and closer to it. We now know there's a private equity firm involved, and uh, there's a consortium buying it out, but we don't know who, we don't know when, we don't know for how much. Yeah, and it has been a, a, a two years ago that we're going to list it and pulled it because of market conditions. Platinum stocks, uh, Anglo Platinum America, Anglo American Platinum rather uh, results. I mean, they're ugly and not unexpected. Three thousand seven hundred potential job losses. That is ugly. Uh, Northern. I mean, just an update. It's tough. They lost almost eight hundred million on the Implat shares they got after that uh, tug of war with Implat over Royal Buffer King. Nothing really surprising. It's tough being a PGM miner. You've got your costs and your income is uh, collapsing. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that's been the story, right? We've had this before. We know exactly what we expected to get. And if you look at uh, both Amplats and the Northern updates, very, very similar in the sales side of it. 25% revenues down. Um, Am- Amplats has a slightly better average in terms of the decline in uh, the PBM price basket, but that's at 35% to Northern's 42 43%, which slightly better is, is relative. I mean, anything north of 30% decline in your in your basket price is not good, right? It doesn't matter how big or how small you are. And obviously, to, to compound uh, all of this is that Amplats uh, Section 189 that you alluded yeah. to around the restructuring and the jobs, 17% of the workforce is is at risk at this stage and uh you i mean you speak to craig miller ceo at amplats and the conversation there is well we have to think about the broader business this is an unfortunate situation it's an unfortunate eventuality but we do still have 80 something or 83 odd percent of employees to protect and think about and the longevity of the business so this is a very telling sign and i think for me the, the major concern here is if a company the size of amplats is looking at this um what more for a company the size of northern that isn't as as big as amplats and as you said went through that uh um, very, very tough uh, bidding war, so to speak, for those Royal Buffer King assets. I think uh, if we look at the pricing at, at this point, um, one might even say that uh, Implants came out on top in that situation by not going yeah. um, down that road. But at the end of the day, this is this is the reality of PGMs. We're hoping that there will be some return to demand. And even then, we're not certain how much damage would have been done by the time that that swings around. Yeah, and, and this is PGM. I mean, the, the the miners have been through it before, but we always sort of forget about it in the heydays. In this case, that was t- 2021. We leave it there. Jimmy Moyaha, appreciate the early morning. If seagulls were hardy dars who could afford to retire to the coast, what kind of bird would you be? Would you soar over the savannah or chase summer around the globe? You see, even when you stop working, your money won't. When you invest in Stanlib's fixed income funds, you can retire earning a regular income off your investments. Invest for more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager. MoneyWeb now on the money. I'm Jane Tisha Zitska, CEO of Foresight Holdings. Results for the year end December, revenue up 34.9%. Headline earnings per share up 127.8%. Tertius, a, a really strong growth period for you. I remember chatting to you during the pandemic. I was watching an interview you did, I think it was about a year ago, and you said that sort of lockdown actually really worked well for the business. It just made you a lot more cost effective. 
Yeah, I think that's also what we do for our customers is mm. this whole new modern digital enterprise solutions. You know, in our press release, I quoted Herman Singh, our non-exec. You know, we had a planning session when we could open the gates first in 2020 in COVID. And everybody's saying, what's going to happen to business? You know, and, and he said to us, remember, what's right will be left. So it's a very famous yeah. quote. And we just there made the decision, this is our strategy. And we stuck with that for the last four years. And it really delivered for us very well. And the entire information, this whole artificial intelligence and ChatGPT, all the stuff just worked in our favor as well. Beginning of last year in March, when it was released with such an agile, you know, and in July, they released it for businesses. And we actually said that's going to happen, you know, and it's all based what we do today is really making business smart. And that's what we're really good at in all the spaces of the industry, all the industries as well, you know, from operations mm -hmm. all the way to information technology. Yeah, I mean, it, it's data, it's moving it, it's storing it, it's analyzing it. And that's what you, yeah. you're doing. A lot of it these days, I mean, to your point, it's around letting the company get on with their business and making the tech stack, in a sense, seamless. Yes. Internally, what we strive for and what we're really getting right is that we measure extremely accurately. Now, every single resource, there's now mm -hmm. 464, I think. So we aim for 550 by this time next year. Every single resource is a, hopefully not a cost center, but a profit center. Okay. So we measure from the bottom up internally. And that's what you want in a business as well. You know, roll up to business units, divisions, clusters, and then a whole group company as well, real time. That's what you want in a business. And then data will start working with you. I think a lot of businesses transact very well, mm -hmm. but it's what you do with that structured and unstructured data that's really giving you the answer and the edge for the future. Yeah, and I think a lot of that data out there is unstructured. What sort of industries? I mean, you're at Mining and Darbo, for example, or are you industry agnostic almost? I mean, you can help anyone. I think there's some of them like mining where we're very well placed, close to 20% of our revenues from mining across the board from information technology, operation technologies very much. And then also in the business environment now, that's basically data and the integration and the whole cloud solutions. And that all works very well. You know, we've got all of that in-house. Then other areas or verticals, it's also financials. You know, there's some government, our government, it's mm -hmm. declining for a reason. And then yeah, but virtually every single vertical that we touch, hotel and leisure, you know, so we play in all of them. Yeah. In terms of annuity income, I mean, this I'm imagining you sign up a customer, it might only be maybe, I don't know, a one year contract or something, but they're probably still there in 5, 10, 20 years time. How much of your income is annuity income these days? Well, at this stage, we strive right now to get it over 60, you know, the mm -hmm. recurring revenue. So a lot of it is with services as well. So we discussed already that our February results this year, we need for 14 months because we changed our financial year. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to split our revenue more into that line as well. That you can see also the annuity in revenue with own IP. You know, that's also important to measure that very well because we've got a lot of IP that we sell. We always say the big vendors, I always call them the gorillas, all their platforms, you know, that we do the system integration and enhancement with. Are you putting your own IP, I'm thinking, for example, a, a Microsoft product, does your own IP then sit on top of that and essentially enhance the offering from Microsoft as an example? 
Yeah, Microsoft and Sage, yeah, and everybody else, and especially things like business process management, those mm-hmm. tools, that's very specifically for certain areas. And then the whole data model that we roll out as well in order to get delivered to our customers this optimal view of their business, predictive analytics then, yeah. Obviously, South African business, you're doing a fair bit into the rest of the continent, but you're also looking at, at other parts. I mean, Australia, most recently, you've got some European operations as well, if I'm correct. Yeah, not our own European or Australian at this stage, you mm-hmm. know, so we work here, so it's very cost effective. We actually took the analysis, do a lot of consulting now from South Africa. It's very cost effective for us as well to do the business from here. For America now, the last year, 23, that really more than tripled that consulting services from here on systems of Microsoft and Sage and the big international players. Yeah, that's a big thing for us, you know, to retain people as well. You know, so we are looking at expanding, you know, plan our business plan and annual results of 2022 you know australia is our next step yeah so we're looking at that right now we'll leave it there that's tisha sitzka ceo foresight holdings appreciate the time today your money gives a damn if it could protest and sign petitions your money would but your money can do more than that when you invest in stanlib's infrastructure investment fund beyond getting solid returns you are helping to build a more sustainable future through job creation and positive economic growth Damn right you are. Invest for more impact at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. MoneyWeb now on the money. I'm chatting with Fifth Governor Rand Swiss. We've appreciate the time. You, of course, run the AI fund at Rand Swiss. We chatted around it what, late last year, and it's been in my list to get you back on. And the last week just went crazy. We had OpenAI launch their Sora. It's closed beta. It's text to video. We've also seen Google Gemini release their 1.5, also closed beta, but running up to 1 million tokens, as I understand, previous best was about 200,000 tokens. Although it feels that we are so far down this AI road, in a sense, scratching the surface. Almost certainly. And I mean, we just need to like go and people need to understand what these things mean, for instance. So if it's with the tokens, what the tokens are is what you put into the thing. So for instance, let's just say you want to put in a bunch of stuff into your thing to analyze it. So put a PDF into GPT or whatever. The number of tokens limits how much of the PDF you can put in. With a million tokens, that's what's available from Gemini to like more general place out there. And research, they say up to 10 million tokens. A couple of things to understand about this. Firstly, there is the linear progression in terms of compute. The more tokens you have, it's an exponential thing. Like every digital tokens are exponentially more difficult than the previous one. So this is apparently some change in architecture that allows them to do things where they kind of refer through underneath through more expert systems. Like like the huge brain as well is modular uh, to a certain Mm -hmm. extent. Something like that is happening here as well. That's very interesting because according to them, you put in the largest one, the 10 million tokens effectively. That's like quite a lot of video or that's like, you know, entire library almost. That's way more than something for the entire Harry Potter series. The use case immediately came to mind for me was imagine you load up the tax laws of South Africa yeah, onto the yeah. system. And then suddenly you have basically a genius level tax lawyer at your command. And that is something that you can do with a million tokens. 
I mean, I was unaware, but I've been on OpenAI. I've been making my own chat GPT over the columns I've written over the last 10 or 15 years, and I've run into capacity issues. They're obviously not running the million tokens. They're running much less. And it comes to the point. We've got NVIDIA results out, well, I think Wednesday during the U.S. market hours. You know, to folks who think that NVIDIA's gone crazy, it has gone crazy, but there is an underpin. I mean, the Grace Hopper 200 is only just coming out. Even Microsoft Meta with their open source. These folks are sitting on... I mean, they're sitting on, I want to say, gold mines, but it seems to be more than that. Yeah. I think what people often forget is that, I mean, obviously, none of us recall this because this is quite far in the past. But I mean, if you look back at stories of what IBM was forecasting when the first computers were coming out, and they were talking about like five computers globally. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> like two for the US, one for Europe, and like one for Asia, and like, you know, one for the Soviet Union, or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. They were looking at that many computers were required globally. And the reason computers basically became such a huge market is perversely because they became so much cheaper and so much more powerful. So yeah. if you had to spend you know, that kind of money for each computer, of course, no. You'd have a small number of computers. But the fact that you know, in your pocket right now, probably even on your wrist at the moment, you have a computer that's vastly more powerful than anything they could imagine back when they were first starting this stuff off, means that you now spend a lot bigger chunk of the world's GDP on computers than you would have otherwise. And the same thing might happen with NVIDIA. I mean, NVIDIA coming out this year is probably going to effectively going to make, the, for the same amount of compute power, make it either 10 times more powerful or 10 times cheaper, whichever way you're mm-hmm. looking at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that means that going through like a Moore's Law kind of thing, which in a couple of years' time could mean that you're running these systems off your phone, which is actually something you can do right now. I mean, there's people out there who have worked with Lava. Lava is... Meta. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's thing. And it has different levels, you know, certain different like token levels. The smaller token levels, they've got to run off like, you know, upper end, not like absolutely top of the range, but upper end desktops. So you're talking about a home computer running the stuff. And that's just it. I mean, NVIDIA relaunched there basically can run local if you've got an RTX, which is a top of the range graphics card. What this does is yeah. we, everyone looks at the Magnificent 7, but they're second tier. I mean, the ARM numbers, ARM isn't making a Grace Hopper, but it's making chips and the demand for them is just going through the roof. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And I mean, the one thing that I think is really going to be playing up, which hasn't really moved up as much as the others, is ASML in the Europe, mm-hmm. because these are the guys that actually have only monopoly in the sector. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, Nvidia has basically the design, but it could be elsewhere. We could make anybody make anything, uh, you know, like a lot of stuff can be copied, can be like figured out. The actual making of these massive machines that cost hundreds of millions of dollars each is something that nobody else in the world can do. And it's not a case of, oh, you just copy the designs and you work from there. They have, because of manufacturing, there's a lot more than just having the basic blueprints. You have to have like the different techniques, you know, you know all these little kind of, anyone that's done anything physical knows there's always little hacks along the way. And nobody mm-hmm. out in the world has this. In fact, the only competition for ASML is in China, really. And that's yeah. because the Chinese have been cut off of the global ecosystem. And so they're developing things locally. And right now, there's a lot of activity happening in China, quite frankly, around this. They're still a couple of years behind the best of the world. But I suspect, give them five to 10 years, and they will easily catch up. Because as I think Elon Musk once mentioned, I think what China, people forget, is that there's no larger collection of smart, hardworking people in the world that there is China. The leadership can be bad, the system is bad, but nobody in the world has that many smart, hardworking people as China. Uh, that eventually will, will bear fruit, yeah. Now, 100%, I take that point. You're bearish in China, but you can't argue against 1.4 billion folks, many of them who are super smart and many of them who work super hard. Viv Governor, Rand Swiss, always appreciate the time. 
That's our poll today, those NVIDIA results. Due tomorrow, Hockett uh, is saying they're going to be excellent again. Do you think they're going to be excellent? Can they continue? Are they going to start to fade? Have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and Twitter. MoneyWeb at Midday is South Africa's fastest-paced audio news and current affairs show. Give me 30 minutes and I'll give you the country and the world. This is what you missed. Jeremy, if you take a very long-term view, you know, and you compare South Africa today to 30 years ago, on many fronts, the country is in infinitely better place. We don't live in that country that used to exist, particularly from a perspective of political participation and civil liberties. Live at noon weekdays and then up as a podcast on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb at Midday with me, Jeremy Max, when you need relevant news quickly in your own time. Chatting with uh, Peter Redenhuis yesterday from Herenia, talking about the Bitcoin halving process, particularly around what is it, uh, and, and the fact that it's bullish for the price. I mean, it, it needs to be, right, because cost of production is effectively going to, well, double. Uh, we asked you if you were holding Bitcoin into this halving cycle. Half said no crypto for you, 40% said absolutely loving it. The rest prefer other crypto coins. Have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and Twitter. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning, the Money Web website and the app, 6.30 a.m. podcast, just after 7. My thanks to my team, Eddie Nobuchle, Nicole, to you for listening, my guests for their time. My name is Simon Brown. This is MoneyWeb Now. If you're loving the show, please leave us a positive rating in your podcatcher of choice. And we'll chat again tomorrow. Time to rethink weighting of U.S. stocks. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb Now podcast, posted every weekday at 7 a.m. on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb Now, on the money.